topic number 153, where the coffee's hot, the bikes are fast, and your comments are absolutely ridiculous. Mike Coles, what is happening? Just watch the GP mount um, vid, looking to replace my pro shot, but that one looks not what I want, but thanks. Um, the GoPro, yeah, um, so Mike Cole, just, we just put a new video up, that's a, a new GoPro mount for, on your chin, it's from, um, Dirty J Designs, I think is actually the company, it's called the Chinster Mount, um, to be honest, I don't love it either, uh, Mike, I highly recommend, highly recommend the Dango mount, um, I've had nothing but good luck with that thing, shaming now what's happening, um, and the Dango mount, you can, um, I've, found a way to secure it like if you were <clears throat> racing or you just want to make sure it doesn't fall off and you don't care about pulling it off and back on um you can zip tie through the anyway it works really good so <clears throat> bruce kennedy so no lingering effect from the head injury no fortunately um that was um uh, short-lived uh for you guys watching if you haven't seen my other videos or you haven't heard um sadly I threw away a chance at a championship this last weekend by crashing in the team race and hit my head really hard. Um, so that sucked. And, yeah, I was bummed out. Uh, honestly, don't know what happened. I mean, I, I sort of kind of remember the crash, but I just hit a rolly rock and just went down bad. There's DubDZ. What's happened? No pro heroes. Um, uh, bike fault. Yeah, I got my dango this week. It's the best. It's... I haven't had anything else even close. The chinster thing is kind of a neat idea, but it, yeah, it, it, yeah, whatever. It requires sticking things to the helmet that are snaps that are like locked into place. So that makes it like, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. <clears throat> we'll see. I'm going to test it for them. Uh, they were nice enough to send it to me and ask me to test it. So I'm definitely going to do it. Going to give it a fair shake. Uh, it might be the right solution for some people. Um, I, you know, it's not for me. I take my camera off my helmet all the time and talk to you guys and talk to whatever, so it just doesn't make sense. Um, but, so yeah, sorry guys, I botched the championship. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know why it was such a bad deal. I just like towel slapped. I think my feet hit, and hit first and whack and my head hit down and that's what made it such a bad deal on my head. Um, happy to have my Fly Formula helmet on during it. Uh, saved my bean, I think. I really do believe in those helmets 100%. I think they're really, really good. Really, really safe. Um, I think in something else, it would have been not good. Uh, who's Islander? What did I finish overall? I ended up third in the championship. So that's uh, two, <laughs> uh, two missed races and still got third. So... Um, uh, Dub DZ, so pro, uh, chin mount, not bulky like the Dango. I like that. Um, also, uh, no pro heroes. I just don't like the fact that it's, I don't like, I like, well, excuse me, the so pro is great. I just like the Dango cause I can whip it off, talk real fast, put it back on, go. I can clip it to things. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. For me, the Dango makes more sense. Um, and then when I'm racing and I'm running, uh, water in my helmet, I have a chest mount, but, um, and the SoPro wouldn't work for that either because it would be in the way, but, um, but they're all good. Um, you know, they're, it's all, like I said, it all depends on what you do and what you like and how you do it. Um, for me, the Dango works the best. Um, Bruce Kennedy, Dango fits the pro influencers best. 
Roger Hurt, thank you. I know there's no need to be sorry. It just bumps me out. Um, but I'm still happy with the third uh, for the series, so that's not bad. Um, that doesn't bum me out. And like my mom says, if you're enjoying this, hit the thumbs up. And Roger, I completely agree. I probably should have just brought the 125. Um, I don't think the 300 is what was causing the problem. I probably would have done it on the 125 too. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, whatever. It happens. Life moves on. It's, you know, there's Barnado. There he is. That's the man, the myth, the legend. 50A champion right there coming in. Um, Mike, it was great to see you out there. Sorry that you had such a bad crash and hurt yourself, but I'm glad you got up, finished, and made it through. It was a great race, guys. Uh, the Weeby Series this year was awesome. If you haven't ever raced, I highly um, recommend like racing one of the Weeby races. I think they do a good job. Um, it's a fun series. Anyway, just check out WeebyRacing.com. It's awesome. So, um, uh <laughs> Uh, Roger heard, yes, lack of talent. That is exactly what happened. Um, I ran right out of it. And Brady, I wouldn't have crashed on a four-stroke. Ah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, uh, Shane McNabb, the T-back chin mount is the best. Um, uh, Joel Dubois, thanks. I'm glad I'm okay, too. Smiley Hanson, good to see you here, man. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Chris Nelson, make Ruth famous. Uh, Leia the dog likes the taste of your watch. She does like the taste of my watch. Um, it, it, she's hilarious. Um, let's see. Uh, bike vault, I wouldn't have gotten that far in a forest. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love you guys so much. Um, all right. I actually have a bunch of questions from the interwebs. Um, oh, hey, shameless plug real fast. Shameless plug if you guys are interested. Um, I am getting some of these mugs, these Yeti mugs, um, made with our logo on one side and dirt bikes on the other side. If you want one, I'm only doing the dirt bikes on the one side for one run. If you want one, email me at morgan at highland-cycles.com. We're pre-ordering right now. I'm not ordering them yet. Uh, we got 23 sold already, which is awesome. Uh, they're 45 bucks. That allows for the price of the mug, the customization, shipping, and for me to make a little bit of money. So it does help me out, and it's an awesome mug. It's my favorite mug. Uh, it's pretty cool because when you tighten this down, you can, like, it's all good. So anyway, I love it. Um, if you're interested, whatever. If not, I don't care. But it does help me. I think they're awesome mugs, and they should be cool. So um, the, da, 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 let's see. Um, Chris Nelson head is okay. Thank you so much. Jimmy and I heart. What is happening? Jeff Elmore. Um, the <laughs> Chris Kenberg says the dango mount doesn't like the massy helmet. <laughs> That's true. It did end up on the ground. That's awesome. Um, my mom says I keep skipping. I don't know if anybody else is experiencing that. It shouldn't be. I'm on the right Wi-Fi and everything this time. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Nyhart. I'll buy a cup, but you have to use it and not wash it. I will do that, dude. Nightheart, you buy one, I'll do it because, um, yeah, that'll be hilarious. Because I am having them all shipped to me and then shipping them out. So there'll be a little special something in there, too. Um, so, uh, Barnado says it's all good here. Sorry, Mom, it's probably you. Uh, well, not you. It's probably your internet connection or something like that. All right. Let's get to some questions because they're good ones. First of all, Garrett Anderson says, how many fingers am I holding up? 
I'm gonna go with three. Uh, um, uh, Chris Kimberg says Tad is skipping very little amount. So hopefully, I don't know. The internet's dumb. We all know that. Um, so, as, and if you guys are watching this later, hopefully it's not at all bad. James Tully, what's happening, dude? Um, what is going on? Uh, so Garrett Anderson, I'm saying three fingers. Um, Ronnie Nelson uh, has two questions, and I like them both. Um, what's a better enduro slash trail bike, Yamaha YZ250X with Recluse and other mods, or KTM 300 XCW TPI stock? <sighs> Honestly, that is a really tough question. Um, the, um, I, so... I really don't like the TPIs. Um, I guess I would have to, and for those two, I would choose the YZ250X. Um, partially because the money, partially because it's got a carburetor, partially because it's got a Kickstarter, partially um, the, uh, yeah, it's a wicked bike. It's got great suspension, all that stuff. Um, it doesn't have electric start. That's a bummer. It doesn't have a counterbalance motor. That's also a bummer um, because, I mean, Ronnie, first of all, Ronnie, thank you for all your support. I really appreciate you. Um, the uh, <laughs> Kevin O'Loughlin is, by the way, Kevin, hi, how's it going? Uh, is this a TBI channel? <laughs> um, the uh, so, but like, I made my decision when I had a YZ250, which was basically an X after my modifications, all that stuff, and an electric starter put on it. And I had a 300 with a carburetor, but the new motor and all that stuff. I chose my 300. I sold the YZ. I chose the 300. Um, I just don't know about the TPIs. I'm just not sold. Um, and the YZ, the you know, a brand new YZ250 is real nice. And we just set that one up for my buddy Andy uh, Thompson, who was racing with us in um, Pajarito, and he had. Uh, you know, he had, he loves it. And he got burned real bad on an early version of the TPI. Had The thing would not run no matter how many times he took it back to the dealership and all that stuff. Um, uh, Brady, I sold the YZ to buy uh, you and the KX100 because I hadn't received the other one back yet. <laughs> and so we needed to get him a bike and I needed the money. So I sold the YZ to get it. Um, but damn alone what's happening. Um <laughs> Garrett Anderson TPI channels over with Kyle. I love it. Uh, Dave Castle. I heard the 23 fuel injection bikes are going to be throttle body injectors. Uh, will be by the Reed Block. I have also heard that Dave Kessler. Um, that will be better. But if it still doesn't have a Kickstarter and it still doesn't, I don't know. Not that. Um, yeah. Brady says the green Kool Aid is so good. I agree, man. I like Kawasaki's. <laughs> uh, I don't know about KXs. They tend to kind of break, but Brady doesn't ride them long enough or even enough to cause any problems, so it's never a problem. Um, uh, da, 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 let's see. Lots of Dualtron. TPI loved to overheat. Massively overrated. I agree. Um, bike Vault. Thoughts on the... Uh, I'm guessing you mean Ox Brake, not Oz Brake. Um, if you're going to get one, the Hydraulic one is... is uh, it works better. I don't, the adjustment and stuff like that's kind of a pain in the butt. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan. So of the ox brake, I don't like left-hand rear brakes. I just, yeah, I don't see the need, nor do I, um, 
Yeah, anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Jimmy and I, are, I like Cowies. They keep Zach employed. Uh, also, I like Cowies. I mean, my kid rides a KX100, so I mean, I you know, it's a it's a two stroke Cowie, so different. Um, so yeah, Ronnie, I guess I would say YZ between those two bikes. If right now, if you put those two bikes in front of me, I'm gonna choose the YZ. Um, also, Ronnie asks, uh, buying Nitro Moose bibs for my 21 CRF 450RL. He runs Dunlop 606 tires. What PSI should I order? Can I sell them to you? Blah, blah, blah. So order the stiff ones because that's a heavy bike uh, and it's a dual sport. Um, and then he asks, um, so that's the Platinums. Uh, and then he asks, um, also, would you recommend having two sets of wheels, one tubes, one mooses? Yeah, absolutely, if you can afford it. Um if you're going to do a big, long dual sport, like with a lot of road, then slap the tubed ones on. If you're going to do trails and stuff like that, put the moose ones on. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense financially to you, but yes, if you can swing it, I 100% suggest that. Um, and Ronnie, yes, I can sell them to you, maybe, depending on which ones you need and whether or not they're in stock. I personally have a bunch in stock at the shop, so I might be able to help you out. I hear that the distributors are out. I just checked... I got Brady some coming. Hopefully they're going to be there today, Brady. Um, and uh, we had to kind of hunt around, but we found them. So um, let's see. Um, uh, Joel Dubois, thinking your viewership would increase with more videos dedicated to individual reviews of bikes, products, etc. know you're busy, but maybe increase revenue for your own channel. Um, yeah, Joel, I, I agree. Um I just need to, first of all, the whole bike thing, I, you know, people have to loan me motorcycles, um, to review. So, cause I can't afford to buy them <laughs> cause that doesn't make sense financially, uh, uh, until I, I'm making a whole bunch of money on the channel. But, um, I agree. I think, um, I'm actually starting to do more like individual videos again, like on certain fork seals, certain reviews, things like that. I'm trying to get that done because I, I agree with you. Um, but I had, uh, um, like I just did DL650, so if you're a V-Strom 650 rider, I have a fork seal video coming out uh, tomorrow at 4, I think. Anyway, it's done in the can, ready to go. Um, but um, Roger heard my 06 Cowie is great sitting in the garage. Your 06 Cowie is a two-stroke, so it's a good one. Um, uh, Jeff Elmore, I, had no, I heard no more 2T bikes will get stickers in California starting 22. What a dumpster fire state. <laughs> Jeff Elmore, I could not agree more. Um, what's sad <clears throat> is that it's such a beautiful state and it's full of really wonderful people that live not in the cities. Uh, I met Jim Rupp uh, and his wife the other day. They came through town. They live in the Central Coast near Paso Robles, near Smiley Hansen. Um, and they, it, they're wonderful folks. They ride dirt bikes and have fun and whatever. And so much of California is like that. The problem is... All the people in the city are idiots. Just saying. Um, the uh, <clears throat> No Pro Heroes. Love my TPI. Never overheats. 200 hours. No problems. So that's the thing, everybody. That's one of the things about TPIs I've found is that some people, like Wes, <clears throat> have zero problems. And they love the bike. It runs great. No problems. And then other people with the same bike, same mirror, same everything, same setup, have tons of problems. And so... I want KTM to figure it out. I really, really do. Um, 
James Tully, I have not started the XR650R rebuild. I got to order parts for it yet. Um, hey, Paul, Anstey, what's happening? You are late, but it's good to see you. Better late than never, right? Um, uh, Brady Metter, V-Stroms are rad. I agree 100%. <laughs> V-Stroms are, I love uh, V-Stroms, honestly. I've, I've owned a DL1000. I would totally ride a DL650. Uh, I, I just don't have a need for that much of a street bike in my life right now. So it doesn't make sense, but I'm a huge fan of V-Strom, both 650s and thousands. I think they're great bikes, really good bikes for the money, like really good bikes for the money. Um, especially you can buy an old one and they're awesome. So, uh, let's see. Still waiting on the cage match. Oh, don't worry. Who's Islander? It's coming. They're busy painting their house and all kinds of stuff that they just bought. So it's a, yeah. Anyway. Um, and yes, Brady Metter, I do like a four-stroke. By the way, hold on, everybody. I just want to say, I just got to show you guys what Brady Metter sent me. He sent this to me. He paid his good, hard-earned money, which I know he works very hard for, and sent me that. Let's see. <laughs> Plus a t-shirt and a patch <laughs> and a sticker. So... Brady is all talk. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, Brady. I love you very much. Um, uh, Paul, I see my 07 V-Strom will never die. You're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> Garrett Anderson, I love it. TPI <laughs> is is good 60% of the time, every time. I love it. Um, let's see. Make sure I don't miss anything. All the city folks are moving into Colorado, pushing real estate way high for us mortals. Bruce, you are dead on with that um uh brady's sending me pictures right now <laughs> of him on a two-stroke which i think is awesome uh and james the hat is awesome i'm gonna have to be very pick and choose when i wear it because it does have bad words on it but it's uh, so good i love it um let's see okay i got another question here from the interwebs and dub dz i know you got a question i'll get to that here in a second um uh, Bruce Kennedy, the sheets aren't making room for Kevin yet because Kevin is living at the shop, but, um, and I'm trying to get Kevin to stay at the shop, but, uh, we'll see. Um, so Ken, and I wish I, ah, I wish I could pronounce your name. Ken's a long time subscriber. He may be watching right now. I know he will watch eventually. Um, it's L E F E B V R E left. I don't know, dude, I'm watching that Ken. So anyway, um, after rebuilding a top end on a two-stroke, it's a KDX 200, do you have to bleed the air out of the cooling system? Is there a bleed screw on the head somewhere, or do you just fill it and go? Um, so you do need to make sure you get the air out of it. Uh, the way I do it is I fill it, shake the bike, fill it, okay, make sure it's good, fire the bike up. Usually by running it, it will bubble any air out when you leave the cap off. And that's why I always, that's one of the reasons I always leave the cap off when I first fire bikes up after I rebuild them. Um, so I can see a, make sure the coolant's moving and get any air out. So that's how I do it. Um, and then also do, should I put thread lock on head bolts and base bolts? No, uh, you don't need to do that. I've never put thread lock on those. Try to, uh, torque them on a two stroke. It's really hard to torque the base bolts. Um, the head bolts you can, if you want, um, I just make sure I get them nice and tight. Uh, so, let's see. <coughs> All the nightmares seem like oil pump failures. Yeah, hopefully they get that issue dialed. It says no pro heroes. Um, 
Uh, see, uh, did he put those stickers on the throne at Rampart? No. The, so at that company that makes that hat is WeBigInc.com, and um, they're freaking awesome. The uh, uh, So let's see. Uh, Keith, I will get to that question. It's a great question. Um, let's see. Uh, make sure I'm not missing anything here. Okay, good. Uh, Chris Kinberg, real fast. Uh, question about episode four, Ride the World. Would I be interested if I brought a taco guy out to cater for us? Heck yes, Chris Kinberg. I 100%, 1,000% want you to do that. So let me know if I need to help with that. Um, but yes, Chris Kinberg, taco guy, at least one night, if not all nights and for the rest of my life. So, um, all right, that's all the Facebook uh things but here dub asks uh just replaced my front wheel bearings and there's still a small amount of play do i need to replace the spacers too or perhaps or wtf <laughs> uh he's got a 2020 300 xcw i hate to say this but it's the dpi that's causing it Wes. <laughs> oh sorry i just had to say it um <clears throat> the that is really weird um and i don't know why that would be um, I, I really don't know. Is it play like, you know, if the wheel's spinning this way, is it play side to side? Or is it when you hold the brake and you rock back and forth? Because um, that's weird. If you, I mean, you shouldn't have to replace spacers on a 2020. I haven't replaced spacers on my 18. Um, I mean, I've got different sets of spacers for different sets of wheels. But, like, anyway, I've, I'm running old spacers and I don't have any play. So, I I. Really don't, unless, like, the only thing I can think is if you didn't get the, uh, yeah, uh, Dualtron, uh, Dream Team, check the hubs are worn or out, uh, or how far out the race sits. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it, like, I don't know. I've, I've seen people not get the wheel installed, and I, Wes, I feel like you probably got the wheel installed correct, but, um, you know, if you don't, you know, put the axle through, tighten the axle, you know, the big nut down, loosen up the pinch bolts, do the bouncy thing, tighten it all. And I mean, maybe if you didn't get that right, um, which I got to believe you did, but I don't know. Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, Keith McQueen, who is the fastest guy I've ever ridden with? That's a great question. <sighs> and it depends on what, I don't know. So... I didn't ride with, I rode next to him, uh, Johnny Campbell, um, and arguably, like, being on the same trail at the same time, Johnny was probably the fastest, <laughs> uh, especially, like, just dead speed, fastest. Roger Hurd absolutely was the fastest, hands down. <laughs> um, uh, so, but I wasn't, like, we weren't hanging out. We did talk and whatever and ride, whatever, but we weren't, like, on a trip together, so I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, but the, yeah. So anyway, I don't really count that. Um, so I'm trying to think, I'm trying to really think about who the fastest. So I've ridden with Travis Newbold. He is one of the fastest. Um, he's a crazy man. Um, the, um, yeah. Uh, um, real quick, uh, no pro slash, West Eats. Um, I think the spacers have gotten grooves. So the spacers can have grooves from the seals, but that shouldn't give any play. Like they could be grooved on the outside 
all, I mean, just like almost all the way in. And there should be no play as long as the inside is good and that the outside, like they haven't gotten squished, right? Which they shouldn't because they're steel. So, um, so yeah, it shouldn't be this, like those grooves in the spacers have nothing to do with it. Um, uh, if you can find a machine shop, they may have a rock lanizer that will roughen the ID uh, for the hub and increase the interference the hub. And the, oh, for a while, Bruce is talking about fixing the hub. I can't believe that the hub would be worn out on a 2020. Like, um, uh, Wes, maybe the wheel bearings didn't uh, sit flush. That's another thing that could have happened, Wes, and actually it happened to me. That's a great, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, I forgot about this problem I had this years ago. Um, so I installed wheel bearings into the front wheel of a KTM. This is an old one, but um, I put those in and I used like the driver to drive them in and I put it all back together, tightened it up. Everything was perfect, rolled out. Customer came back uh, a week later. He's like, hey man, there's play in these things. The bearings go bad. I'm like, what the? And so I walked out. Sure enough, there's play. Um, I'm like, let's take a look. And I, as I started taking it apart, I realized like nothing was tight. Like, well, the pinch bolts were tight, and, but the axle wasn't tight. And I'm like, what? And so what? here's what had happened. <laughs> as I hadn't gotten the bearings to seat all the way down in the race, like as far all the way down. So there's just some tiny little amount left. I didn't, anyway, I didn't get them in. So when I tightened up everything, it put pressure on the outside of the bearing. And then it, um, as they wrote it, squeezed it in, which then gave it room, which then felt like play. So all I had to do to fix it was um, reinstall the front wheel, you know, loosen everything, tighten it down. It was all good. Um, uh, Shane McNabb, crap bearings. That is a possibility. <laughs> what bearings did you use? Um, but that, that was the thing that happened to me. And like I said, I just tightened up the... I loosened up the pinch bolts, tightened the axle nut down, did the whole wheel thing again, and it fixed it. Um, uh, Dualtron, if a bearing has seized, it can spin uh, the outer race, which can wear the hub. Absolutely, uh, Dualtron, 100%. But I I mean, that's a possibility, um, Wes. I don't know how they came out. I don't know how you've been treating your bike. Although, Dualtron, I, I know Wes, sort of. I mean, we've met and talked, and we've been internet friends for a long time and i think he takes pretty good care of his bike so i kind of doubt that um uh da, 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 let's see okay thanks for the thoughts guys i'll try to tighten the wheels see if that solves it oh, i uh, if not i hope the hub didn't get screwed up yeah i also hope that um the uh let's see and then jimmy nyhart says how did you beat the old ones out if you're not careful with the old ones you can like tear the hub up on the way out um roger <laughs> Coming in with the Rotella comment. Did, did you use Rotella on the bearings? I love it. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. What else, guys? Oh, so back to the fastest guy I've ever ridden with. Um, uh, so Travis Newbold's fast. I've also ridden with Eric Roten a number of times. And he is, I mean, crazy, crazy fast. He's he's uh, qualified for national... Uh, enduro crosses he fourth i think was his best finish in a national enduro cross uh behind right behind david knight so like uh ridden with him he's super super fast um brady metter you know is one of the fastest 
guys I've ever ridden with. Um, uh, let's see. There we go. Brady Metter comes in with Shane Watts, David Knight, Mike Lafferty, Cole Kirkpatrick, Russell Bobbitt, Damon Bradshaw, Trampus Parker, Ben Spees, Colin Edwards, and the Hayden Bros are some of the fastest guys I've ridden with. So Brady is, uh, first of all, Brady's awesome and does lots of cool things with lots of people. Uh, he also lives in Oklahoma where a ton of those guys come and ride and race. Um, and he knows Shane Watts um, and all those guys. So, um, and then being in that part of the country, you get to go to cool uh, races where the, those guys show up. Uh, I guess I've also ridden with Russell Bobbitt. Um, uh, not actually not ridden with Cole, although they're coming very soon. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, there we go. Um, I highly recommend you check out Travis Newbold if you ever get a chance. That guy is, he's a legend and one of the fastest humans I've ever met, ever. Um, he just doesn't take racing as seriously as a lot of people. So, so he, so he's not like, he's won a ton of races, but he's not like famous in that way. Um, let's see. There you go. Roger Hurd went pre-run with Danny Hamill. Yeah, buddy. Dan Danny was so fast. Um, let's see. Oh, no pro. You use pivot works. Pivot works are not awesome bearings. So, but that's, that's not why you have play on a brand new one. Um, Kevin O'Laughlin has ridden with Brady also. I love it. Uh, the, um, yeah, so Brady, you need to meet Roger and talk to Roger and hang out with Roger because Roger comes from a very long line of very fast desert racers uh, and, uh, like, has spent a lot of time. So Roger is the reason I got to meet Kendall Norman um, and I got to see Johnny that other, that was another time I got to meet Johnny and talk to him. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, might've fucked the hub up. Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> might've messed the hub up, uh, Wes. Um, I'm a bozo in the garage sometimes. Who knows? <laughs> to be determined. Fair enough. Wes, if you did mess the hub up, uh, Bruce had a great, uh, suggestion also, you can get really creative for a while until you can afford to buy a hub. Um, I've seen guys take uh, like uh, soda cans or beer cans and cut a shim and put that in there and get all kinds of all kinds of redneck with that to um, tighten it up. So it happens. Um, ooh, Keith McQueen rode with Jimmy Nyhart. I rode with Jimmy Nyhart too. <laughs> the problem is, see, Jimmy might be one of the fastest guys. Problem is he rides a TPI, which reins him way in, and he gets you know beat up on by the car bikes. Um, uh, to, to crash hard enduro, JB weld them in there and worry about it later. <laughs> yes. Oh, crash hard enduro wins the internet with that one. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, guys, if you're watching this thing and you're having fun. Back out of the chat, hit the thumbs up, and come on back in. We can run this thing a little bit late today, guys. Um, I don't need to be at the shop super early today, so it's good. Um, Dick Burleson and Malcolm Smith also. Nice. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Nyhart. I'm just here for a good time, not a long time. I love it. Uh, Roger Hurd coming in, well, rode with LR, which is Larry Rossler, also... A ridiculously fast individual. Uh, like, ridiculously fast. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else fast that I've, like, 
that I've ridden with. I don't know. I spent a lot of time in Western, you know, well, I guess I got passed by Taylor Robert uh, at a race. <laughs> so we went really riding. Oh, what am I talking about? Um, a, a pro okay. I, he's never going to watch this video. And if he did, he'd be super mad at me for not mentioning him earlier. Um, but I have ridden a lot with Fritz Cadillac. Um, Fritz in enduro and off-road world is one of the fastest ever. Uh, nine, six days, six gold medals, top American one year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know why I didn't think about Fritz earlier, but Fritz is probably the fastest person. Definitely the most decorated person I've ever ridden with, other than, I mean, like I said, being near Johnny Campbell. But, like, uh, Fritz, yeah. Fritz is the main. It was just an absolute beast. Um, and when I started riding with him, he was still a beast. Um, now that the border's opening back up, we'll have to come down and show you a thing or two, CC right? Yes! Um, and someone asked earlier about shipping to Canada. No, it's too much of a hassle right now. Um, yeah, I, whatever. Um, so, sorry. But since uh, CC Wright's going to come down, he can bring him back up to you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Crash Hard Enduro. How does a slow guy like me work on getting fast? Um, crash Hard. So... A lot of people are going to jump in here and they're going to say tires and gas, which is the first thing I always say um, is work on tires and gas, tires and gas, just, you know, lots of seat time, ride, 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 ride. Um, that only goes so, that's really, really helpful and definitely what you need. But that does only go so far. At some point, you got to start working on technique. I highly recommend um, balance training. Also, like figure eight drills, circle drills, like precision drills, because if you can get your muscle memory to be where you can control the bike really well, you can go faster. So um, there's a lot to it, but that is one way. Um, who's Islander? There you go. Learn to go slow first. Uh, let's see. Pack Racer 316, the fastest guy I've ever ridden with, Brady Metter. There it is. Um, there you go. Roger Hurd, gas and tires. I like it. Um, uh, Kevin O'Loughlin, yes, Fritz does run own the uh, Gunnison Motorsports. Uh, let's see. Roger Hurd says he rode with Ricky, Bra Ricky Brabeck. <laughs> Definitely fast. <laughs> Super fast. Um, I waited for Lafferty during an enduro. He was a few rows behind me. I stayed with him for 0.2 seconds. One turn and he was gone, gone. <laughs> oh, man. That's probably because you were laying on the ground, Nyhart. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. Um, crash hard. Drills are really what make the big difference. A lot of, you know, seat time gets you to a point and then doing drills, like, and it's super, super annoying. And it's not much fun, but it is how all the really good guys get fast. Uh, Keith McQueen, that's another great uh, tip. Ride with faster people, um, for sure. Race a class up. Uh, <laughs> Nightheart, you're awesome. Um <coughs> Need to have someone push you out of your comfort zone? We do that at the Dirtwise classes. Yep, absolutely. Um, and again, like working on the drills, because Dirtwise is going to tell you to do drills. I mean, he's got circle ruts and all that stuff. Um, that's Shane Watts, by the way. Um, and it's, like I said, doing those drills and getting your muscles to know what to do in certain situations to where you don't have to think about it. 
um, is what really makes a huge difference. So, um, and, uh, Roger heard my mom will not be making muffins for New Year's. She's making muffins for the gold rush, but not for New Year's, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Crash Ardenduro says everyone I ride with is faster than me. That's awesome, man. Um, no pro says I've recently learned uh, that cor my cornering needs a lot of work. Absolutely, Kevin Doyle, what's happening? Gnarly crash, Morgan. Glad you're okay. Thank you very much, Kevin. It was an early crash. <laughs> the like I said, the um, quick note about that crash though. The thing I'm really happy about is that um, I still put a heater of a lap in and did not come in very far behind the pros. I was starting on the C line because I was racing with my little dude and another C rider that lets us team race in the C class. So obviously I, I jumped out ahead of everybody and I caught and passed like almost everybody else before we got back. So I feel really good about the speed I had that day. I just made a huge mistake. Um, uh, Jimmy Nyhart, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm good not being super fast and work on Monday. I get excited for post-race junk food. <laughs> yes, Jimmy Nyhart. I like it. Um, I... Like I obviously want to go fast. I race motorcycles, so um, that makes me. That clearly, I want to go faster because I want to win races. Um, but uh, for me, honestly, I just I like putting really good laps together. I like putting turns together. I like making it really enjoyable and look good and feel good. Um, which is again why I'm so bummed about my crash because that's what I've been doing all year um, with no big crashes, no big issues and having really good results. And I just, ah, I'm just mad at myself for making that mistake. It's a bummer. Um, uh, Garrett Anderson. Yes. Uh, a sandbag in the C class, a hundred percent, uh, muffins for gold rush, but could if you're coming to OKC, um, right on my mom. I love you, mama. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, uh, going to Arizona, so there will not be there. Um, the uh let's see uh any more questions oh uh yeah brady that's a great question actually and this will be the last one i talk about before i head out thoughts on the ohv band in silverton um I, so honestly i'm a bit torn i'm and and i'll tell you why uh so the downside to that, the huge downside to that, is it's going to keep a ton of people out of Silverton who used to go in there and spend money and keep a lot of people's businesses open and profitable. Um, those people are not going to go there anymore if they can't take their OHVs down the road. Um, the uh, yeah, so Brady says I heard it was all because of the evil dirt bikes. So that's not true. <laughs> that is. So not true. And if you ask any cop up there, any local person up there, you'll I'll get to why it happened. Um, the uh, so that's the really downside is that the business owners, the local people who used to make a living on those OHP people are going to really struggle and have to figure things out. Um, so it's a real, I hate that. Um, uh, the ups I don't know if it's upside, but the reason they did it and and I can't blame them is that because idiots excuse my you know calling everybody it's were raging through town in their side-by-sides and four-wheelers and just making asses of themselves and causing lots of trouble and they got tired of it um the cops and some of the other people got super tired of it 
And I, so I kind of like, well, you know, I mean, I don't blame them. You know, they don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with idiots raging through town, causing wrecks, hurting people, running over kids. I mean, I don't know, because there's a ton of people that come up on the train every day, uh, get off and spend money too. So, I mean, there's a lot of revenue without that. Um, But, so those people are just walking through town. They don't have a vehicle. They're just walking back and forth. And yeah, they should pay attention, but it's hard to pay attention when 150 horsepower side-by-side comes sliding sideways around a turn. Um, so I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm bummed about it. But at the same time, Garrett Anderson or someone, whoever said it first, uh, the cool thing is we can plate our dirt bikes relatively easy here in this state <laughs> and then be legal and ride right through town anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's way less of a deal for us than it is for the side-by-sides and four-wheeler people who can't do that. You know, Colorado doesn't allow you to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think they screwed themselves, excuse my language, but they did. And I, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's going to be far-reaching. We'll see how long it lasts. I mean, I don't know. It may not last forever because of uh, the business owners there. We'll see what happens. Um, but, uh uh, uh, Bruce Kennedy, I think they limited the side-by-sides to off Main Street, but welcome to Designated Route. I don't know, Bruce. I, th- I think they're stopping them outside of town now. Like, it's bad. Um, the, um, <clears throat> the, yeah. And the side-by-sides are in public forest, and we could go on and on about side-by-sides. I'm not going to, I don't want to go down the negative rabbit hole here on the gospel two wheels. It's not my thing. Um, well, it can be my thing. I get sucked into it, uh, but I don't want to. Um, the, uh, but like I said, the upside is dirt bikes can be plated super, super easy in this state. Um, and we offer that at Highland Cycles, making that all really easy for you. If you'd like, I will be plating my 300 this year. Uh, I got to get new plastics and graphics for that thing since the crash didn't really hurt too much. It bent my radiator back. It did break the shrouds, but it's time for new plastics. Unfortunately, um, I can't get Sean McCormick to sponsor me plastics and graphics, so it's going to be a big number to get all that again. Uh, So I'm going to wait for a little bit, but I'll get it done. Um, uh, So, yeah, anyway, the... I guess the key is the upside to dirt bike. The the downside to dirt bike, like, the whole thing is that my kids, who are not uh, 16, um, just can't do it, period, right? I mean, my my kid on the KX100 cannot go, so that's a bummer. Um, Let's see. Kevin O'Loughlin says, we were just in Red River, New Mexico a few weeks ago with our side-by-sides, and they have designated routes to get through around town to the trails. Kevin, that's what I hope that Silverton is going to do. Um, they kind of had that before, but people weren't obeying it, so they just got tired of it and said no. Um, again, I don't blame them. If you're not going to follow the rules, like that, anyway, you know, they just shut it down. <laughs> so uh, I would like to think that maybe they could do that. Um, and uh, <laughs> Brady says KO is dead to me because of the side-by-side. That's awesome. Um, the... Uh, Garrett Anderson says, if you do ride through town, make sure your bike is in order. The sheriff is kind of a tool. Yeah, I go on and on about that. Um, (laughs) Many more hits to your head, and you'll be riding it side by side. No, Bruce Kennedy. Um, I get sucked into it, too, but F them freaking side by side. (laughs) CC, right. All right, guys, I got a boogie. It is now getting late. Jeff Cheeseballs, what's happening? Um, I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining us here for this uh, 
Gospel of Two Wheels number 153. You guys are rad. I desperately hope that what we're doing here at Highland Cycles is inspiring you guys to work on and get out and ride your dirt bikes! Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate you guys being here. If you like that, share this podcast with some people. Uh, Give us a review uh, wherever you listen to this. It really helps us out. I hope you have an awesome day.